Say Something, a video podcast so you can listen and watch. It's like sports talk or news talk, but it's life talk to help us walk the road together. I'm Kay, and thanks for joining me and a few of my friends as we contemplate societal issues and ideas, searching for truth so that together we can say something encouraging to folks walking alongside. Shelley Miller, author and founder of Sabbath Society, joins us to talk about Sabbath rest, a purpose break planned and set aside to replenish our soul. Well, Sabbath, it really is time set aside that's supposed to be different, kind of like a vacation or Christmas or a holiday. I love that. I don't think people really think about yeah. Sabbath that way. Well, I hadn't. And you know, yeah. we don't really we don't really hear it yeah, preach nobody much talks from about it. the pulpit right. even. We don't hear that many sermons on it. Now we're hearing more than ever because people are desperate yeah. for rest. People are overworked and weary. Thanks for joining the conversation. Here we go. I'm here with Shelly <laughs> Miller and I'm in London and I thought about renting a car at one point to do a carpool chat from London and then it's like why not just do it here at Shelly's. This is Shelly Miller. Hello Shelly. Shelly Miller is an author, veteran ministry leader, and sought-after mentor in making rest a rhythm of life. She leads the Sabbath Society, an online community of people who want to make rest a priority, and curates Sabbath Society circles, small groups that meet in neighborhoods and cities around the globe. Shelly and her husband, H., an Anglican minister who resources church planning in the UK, live in London with their kids. Find Shelly at ShellyMillerWriter.com or at ShellyMillerWriter on Instagram. And welcome to our carpool chat. So some of you guys may know Shelly from um, when she did a Say Something show Girl Talk with us in uh, Dallas, which was so, so much fun. fun. It was a blast. So fun. And Shelly is just, she is delightful on so many levels. And she so has, kind. what's the truth? <laughs> and she just has such great insight on a topic that I think we could all use a little help with. And, and that is rest. I think a big part, I think of you, Shelly, and I think of soul. That you have a great way of of just diving into issues that involve our soul and peace and joy in the midst. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how you started walking down this road and getting to it. And and then at the as we get towards the end, just to keep in your mind, one thing that we love to ask our guests is what are their top five, and it doesn't have to be five, tips to a joy-filled life. Ooh. So we love that. So anyway, random off the top of my head. Good. Okay. So how did, how did I start? Where did I begin? Yeah. So as most things happen, it began sort of in a moment of pain. I was feeling really lonely. We were living in a community called Polly's Island. I don't know if you're familiar. It's just outside of Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Beautiful resort community. We had been living there for several years, and everything on the outside looked amazing. Like, we were seeing fruit in our ministry. Our kids were flourishing in friendships How many kids do you have? I have two kids okay. who are now in their, both in their 20s, early 20s, can't believe it. Um, yeah, so everything on the outside was great. And I kind of felt guilty that I that I felt lonely, but, you know... I think sometimes we can live in a place or function in a place where um, everything around us feels other than. And so it was through really, it was at Christmas, family had just visited, we had just enjoyed, you know, just that togetherness that you don't look at the mirror, you don't look at your inbox, you don't worry about how messy your house is kind of time. And I was putting everything away for Christmas and um, my mother-in-law had just left 
to fly back to Phoenix. And I was just kind of left with the detritus, detritus of Christmas, you know, just pine needles and all the stuff, wrapping yeah. paper and everything, was at desk. And I just abandoned everything and took a walk. And I, I just, I was talking it out with God. And my prayer was something like this, Lord, I know that you want us to feel that deep sense of um, belonging that we feel, right. that same thing we feel like when we're on a holiday with family or at Christmas. I said to him, I, I believe you want me to feel this way more than at Christmas or a couple yeah. weeks out of a year. And what I heard back was the word Sabbath. And I just, it was nowhere on my radar. And I just thought, how strange yeah, what that an that interesting word, word would, that would pop come into up. my mind. Yeah. And so on the way back home, I had just been reading uh, Margaret Feinberg's book called Wonderstruck. And in um, I just read the chapter in there, uh, not the day before, even the week before, but, you know, that would have been the only thing on my mind. It was about Sabbath. And um, so I came back home and just, well, on that walk, I just was asking Lord, what, what do you mean by that? Well, Sabbath, it really is time set aside that's supposed to be different. Kind of like a vacation or Christmas or a holiday. I love that. I don't think people really think about yeah. Sabbath that way. Well, I hadn't. And, you know, yeah. we don't really we don't really hear it yeah, preach nobody much talks from about it. the pulpit right. even. We don't hear that many sermons on it. Now we're hearing more than ever because people are desperate yeah. for rest. People are overworked and weary. But it was sort of that, that I began an exploration into what Sabbath really is. What is God's heart for Sabbath? And at the time, I invited my blog readers mm -hmm. to, um, I was back in 2013, to join me. If they wanted to just join in the exploration, I called it the Sabbath Society. It was kind of a separate email. It wasn't a blog post. It was just an email about things I was learning. I think I had 40 people sign yeah. up that first week. Thought if I had 10, I'd be thrilled. Just to yeah. know how it is. Yeah. Anytime you do any kind of new discipline, having other people to do it alongside yes. of you you're right. You feel like you're in this You are so together. right about that. So yeah. that was the beginning, and it grew, yeah. the Sabbath Society grew. Now we have thousands and thousands of people from all over the world. But that was, And then that led into, eventually, the, uh, my first book, Rhythms of Rest. Okay, and I, okay, so Sabbath, I love that you said kind of a vacation. Because I think people, if you even know what Sabbath is, you think of a burden like you had. I'm just saying that there's yeah. a lot of rules that you have to follow in order yep. to um, rest. So in that process, as far as just even stepping back and, and making making rest an activity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which yes. sounds weird, but I do think you actually have to think about it and do it and unplug. What when you when you think back to like what's the best type of rest? that you've gotten that you go, this, this really means a lot. And I'm guessing probably in different phases, it means different things. Like something could be better than another Abs thing. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that we need to realize is that in the same way God created us each so uniquely, like my home right now, the pictures I have on the walls, mm -hmm. you know, the colors I, I choose, the decor I choose is going to be different than yours. And you're going to come in and go, Oh, this is so Shelly. And I'll go to your house and go, this is Kay. Yeah. Well, we rest in a way that's unique to each of us. Oh, I love that. And so that. maybe for one person, like for me, I love to garden. I'm a gardener, a fair weather gardener. I don't like to garden in the winter, but I do love to garden. It's a restorative activity unless I get into like, you know, acres that I have to transform in a day type of thing. 
but I love to pull weeds. I love because it kind of it's helps. therapeutic for you. Therapeutic for my husband. That is not a restful activity. <laughs> He's six four. That's backbreaking work. Right. So you know, for some people, like doing a paddle or a run, it's an active way that restores you, mm-hmm. but also allows your mind to settle and allows your mind to be attentive to God in a different way. It mm-hmm. looks different for all of us. Yeah. So yeah, in some seasons for me, it's been just um, having time to just really focus on a book that I love and yeah. a book that's not a book where I'm going to take notes or use for that. a lecture or a speaking notes, a book that's just simply for the pleasure and enjoyment of a good turn of phrase and a good story. So um, for me, yeah, it can be book reading. I love to take pictures. And so just wandering, mm-hmm. just wandering down roads I've never been on before, just for the simple sake of just of looking, finding beauty mm-hmm. and capturing yeah. it. So, yeah. Well, and so think about that today, even for yourself, about what would be a Sabbath activity. And it's kind of like go crazy on it. I know, like, um, I love watching movies with my girls. And so what a fun activity yeah. of doing nothing. We have a hard time. I think guilt I keeps us away from actually enjoying God. I think, you know, part of our relationship as adults, I often say, how do you enjoy God? And it takes people off guard because we kind of treat God, I think, in the same way we treat taking care of our homes or our work. It's just, you know, we're kind of think of God as being useful. And so it is what we're and what we're doing mm-hmm. therefore is useful in building relationship whether it's reading or quiet mm-hmm. time or whatever and you know i believe that god likes to laugh and play and have fun he likes just random comfort com- conversation sometimes it's conversation without words just mm-hmm. knowing god is with you and listening instead of talking and so um all those are ways to enjoy god i love that yeah well, in the thought of enjoying God, I don't think that, that I think that we can be afraid of God and thinking he's, he's huge and he's out to get us. Yes. Or so, you know, I'm going to trip you up or shame you or something. All those would, could, would, should, shaming. None of those are a part of heaven. Right. And so it's like, dare we experience part of that here with a little, with a little bit of heaven perspective, which it sounds like you're getting or moving toward in an attempt to enjoy Sabbath. I think rest, uh, the practice of rest, helps you identify when you're saying those words to yourself, those woulds, would have, should have, could have. How have you seen that play out? Because I know that you uh-huh. you practice this, and so I bet you've learned a lot about yourself. I think the more you rest, so part of it is, how is your soul in your life going to be more attentive to God? Rest mm-hmm. is, I see it as, well, I often equate it to like if you're planning time with a friend right like, so you and I were I, I knew you were coming we've been you know just quickly on Instagram what time would work for she you? didn't know much I was coming I sort of emailed her <laughs> I know but I still had time I know it's true because I had said I think I'm gonna be back well I knew your yeah. time was limited I knew you didn't care how dusty my house was gonna mm-hmm. be so I was thinking ahead of time like how what would bless Kay and how could we actually how can I push some stuff out so that you and I That's so could sweet. have some time together. So think about that. So now think about that with your time with God. Mm-hmm. And we, th- if you think ahead, how do I want my time with God to look mm-hmm. one day a week? 
And sometimes one day is too much, so half a day a week or a couple hours a week. But the point is, that's your focus. And so every day you're going to do something, right, to prepare for that. You're going to think, okay, what do I need to get done today? So, so that, that you can have the time. Exactly. And is there something, you know, do I need to make plans for my kids to be, mm-hmm. you know, taken care of? Do I need to go grocery shopping ahead? What do I have in my refrigerator? Yeah. Will Kay want tea? You know, if yeah. she does, do I have milk in my refrigerator? Yeah. You know, things like that so you're not last minute running out. What we have found in the Sabbath Society is preparation is everything. Well, it makes sense. There was that preparation day in the Bible, always before the Sabbath. The preparation day was a big thing. And so if we're prepared, we're most likely it's going, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And you're committed to it. Yeah, exactly. So, and maybe, so the more you, mm-hmm. so getting back to your question to me, because I probably didn't answer it, is that the more I practice preparation, the more rest is doable and happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have interruptions or disruptions to life. But the point is it's a rhythm of rest. So we're intentional about it. And we're prepared. We can always make changes if, if things happen. But the more I rest my mind on who God is and um, am listening in stillness, providing some time of solitude where I'm just alone with, with my thoughts, mm-hmm. sometimes just waiting on God, not even asking him for anything, yeah. or focusing on a verse of scripture or praying a psalm. The more I do that, I realize it flows into the other days I bet it of my week. Yeah. yeah. And just even an attitude. Yeah. Of rest. Yeah. I do think peace is so available. And I think often we don't we don't touch it because we don't know what it is. Yeah. Or that it's available. Right. It becomes kind of foreign to us, doesn't right. it? The more we're living in sort of a hurried hustle kind of a pace. Yeah. And it feels fearful too. Because it it's be, amazing. It's so I us. noticed this morning. I when I woke up, my phone was right next to me, and we are we are you know definitely not. I'm not at home right now, so I'm in a hotel room, which is different than my home. Yes. And I picked up my phone, and I needed to get some stuff done that's going to happen today while I'm not there. And while I was there, I clicked on Instagram, and then I'm scrolling through Instagram. Yep. And I have to tell you that I don't do that in the mornings. I don't. I just don't. I, and I was like, gosh, I don't feel as settled this morning as normal. And I thought, I swear, it's because I was looking at Instagram. And um, and so it got my thoughts on things that that just were, they were just regular things but it wasn't the same peaceful feeling. It's just a quiet morning. Yeah. You know, I'm doing that for Lent. So I just started with my readers, a Sabbath journey for Lent two weeks ago. And I decided on my own as I prayed, you know, as we do sometimes pray about what can we sacrifice for the 40 days of Lent, uh, preparing our hearts to receive and celebrate Christ's resurrection on Easter. And I decided like you, I was picking up my phone first thing and scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And by the time I came down to have my quiet time, my mind was so jumbled and so disrupted. And I thought, you know, maybe God didn't have it in mind for those to be my first thoughts. <laughs> and so so I just decided I have my phone plugged in in a different room now. Um, and I don't even look at my phone now before 9 a.m. sometimes. I, oh, really? And by 9 a.m. sometimes I even forget to look at Isn't it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually look at my phone in the morning. I just don't look at it for that. Like, yeah. I, I use the alarm on my phone. Yeah. So, 
Well, you know, alarm. I know, but one <laughs> great thing though is that I I love the idea of Lent. You know, giving up something, yeah. and and for of late I've been adding two because I'm a huge fan of practicing kindness. We we practiced <gasps> yes. that for 30 days in January, and I'm like I'm I'm keeping on, and awesome. it was practicing kindness, mercy, and gratitude all three in a day, which we've just loved. Wow. And so, oh, it's. That's what that's my that's changing. what my next project is about, and it actually is the mercy part has been amazing, and so, so with Lent, I mean, you could even hear just like the same thing with Sabbath that there's a way that you have to do it. Yes. If you haven't even started Lent, who who cares? Yeah, I mean, jump just in, jump in and do it, and think about that. Even just about putting down your phone or putting aside time for rest in your thoughts. And in your actions to be able to sit back and and take some moments of your day to add into it rest. Exactly. Which crazy is an activity. So <laughs> but a really good one. And and as you get your thoughts resting, they'll gravitate towards the resting. Yes. Okay. I, I think it becomes it sort of seem like a that. knee jerk reaction instead of um, an afterthought. Yeah. Oh, I should so pra- think about practicing rest today. In some way, shape, or form, and maybe with your kids too. I swear, if you can get people practicing these things as they as they're young, it becomes second nature. And it might not be something they do all the time, yeah. but they'll remember it. With they'll, they'll go, oh, that felt good. That felt right. You know, I encourage people, especially those with children, because it's the hardest season to incorporate rest. Is the season when you're raising, especially little ones. Yeah. And I'm always so honored when I have uh, people in the Sabbath Society that write me that have tons of kids, you know, and they're incorporating rest. But what I've noticed is what I encourage people to do is sit down and have a conversation with your kids. How do you rest? How do you enjoy rest? That's so good. Because what we find out is, like I said before, the way we rest is so unique to us. Okay. I just love that you're saying this. Okay. So think about what your type of rest is like what is it that allows you to rest maybe ask your friends and i love shelly shelly has an entire group of people that do it together called the sabbath society and it's open to anyone that would like to try it you don't have to even have a resume to come join <laughs> no no sign anybody yet. can you don't do have to it. sign in blood or yes <laughs> so anyway and it's worth doing things together we're big fans of together Life is always better together. Absolutely. And, um, so much better. In every aspect of it. So. And also, I wanted to mention the Sabbath Society. We've been online since 2013, and just this year, we're transitioning into taking groups um, in person. So we have, I love that. I think, about 25 groups in different cities, different countries, Germany, Guatemala, uh, Africa, who so are doing like a group. Yeah, who are that. leading the group. I wrote a book called Sabbath Roots, which mm-hmm. is a, a small group resource, but people are using it for individual retreat as well. Has a lot of, uh, I'm a coach, so coaching questions that will take you deeper into kind of God's, what God's heart is really for rest. I love that. Yeah. So we'll provide a link for uh, Shelly's website to be able to get all of that. And um, okay, what are your top five joy tips? And it doesn't have to be five. It can be whatever you want. So your tips to a joy-filled life. To a joy-filled life. And joy is different than happiness. Yes, I know. Okay, I know. What? Well, what sparks joy? I don't know. Um, I would say joy. What a joy-filled life. I think definitely getting outside. Mm -hmm. I think um, getting outside is is a big one for me enjoying creation Mm -hmm. um 
I think we've probably been lacking joy because uh, it's been so rainy in London that I don't like getting out um, in the rain. But I would say being attentive um, to beauty. Mm -hmm. And so that can look like wandering through a gallery or wandering through a beautiful neighborhood or wandering through, um, if you love fashion, you know, a department store of all the new things that are out for spring. So um, being attentive to beauty. um, I think... Also, friendship relationships mm-hmm. are so create so much joy for me. Yeah. So creating um, constant creating community, but also within that, and maybe this is another one is um, going first. So maybe you're you're lonely, and so I, I often I love that reach out okay. to somebody first um, to start a conversation or to. Uh, deep in friendship. So I do a lot of, I love doing cards because I love getting cards in the mail. Mm-hmm. And we don't get as much mail here because, you know, it costs more. And I think because we're so far away, people don't think about it mm-hmm. as much. And so I think correspondence or communicating, engaging with people is definitely joy. I think also um, uh, atmosphere, so candles mm-hmm. create such joy and they create a warm atmosphere, but also scents. Mm-hmm. Um, sense that you love, like lavender or whatever it might be. I That's think so just, beautiful. Yeah, creates kind of a an atmosphere, doesn't it? When you have a certain scent, mm-hmm. like jasmine, reminds me of summer and being outside and eating out That's outside. So beautiful. And so I just think all those things kind of together create sort of a a joy filled atmosphere. Okay. That's right off the top of my head. Hopefully that <laughs> I think that's the best way to go. So you really do think about what makes me feel at peace because that's what joy is. It's not driven by a circumstance. Yeah. It's that steadfast and it's available. So Yes, it is. So I love all this. Thank you. Okay. Asking. Well, we hope that um I hope that that really sparks something for you today just to think about Sabbath rest, what that looks like. Maybe even just thinking about Sabbath is like a break. What does the word Sabbath mean? Sabbath means to cease or to stop, but it also means to celebrate. Joy. Okay, I love that. (laughs) So Sabbath, to cease, to stop, and to celebrate. So please today, think about doing that in your day today, even for five minutes. Possibly think about a day that you can set aside during the week. And try it. I mean, you really don't have to go all in and make it a 24-hour thing. Yes. You can try it for a few hours. If possible, say it to a friend that you're trying it so that somebody yeah. knows. And then you have someone to talk about it with. To, I think you'll reach the point, though, where you really would just want it sacred to yourself at some point. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyway, and we pray that in doing that, you really will find the joy. And the greatest thing about joy is that it literally takes your eyes off of yourself. Okay? Yes, and that even in the going first, you may be able to see the person walking alongside next to you who could probably just use their name being spoken today. Yeah. Okay? So we ask you to go say something nice to someone and encouraging someone today. Thanks so much. Thank you for playing. Oh, thanks for it's a pretend car. We can have a little steering wheel here in London. Anyway, have a great day. Our very special thanks to Shelly Miller. Connect with Shelly at ShellyMillerWriter.com or at ShellyMillerWriter on Instagram. And consider joining Shelly's Sabbath Society. You will be glad that you did. Be sure also to check out Shelly's book, Rhythm of Rest, Finding the Spirit of Sabbath in a Busy World. Be on the lookout for Searching for Certainty, Finding God in the Disruptions of Life, Shelly's latest book coming out in the fall of 2020.
And a very special thanks to you. Want to stay connected? Visit SaySomethingShow.com and sign up to our mailing list. Or check us out on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, listen on Apple Podcasts, or check out our channel on Truly Media. See you next time on Say Something. Say Something.